sometimes I'll find a piece of paper where I wrote something and I'm like, whoa, I was really in that. And all I did was write it down and I haven't thought about it since. Somehow I moved through it because I let it out of me. So I think whatever that, whatever that process of catharsis is for you, creative catharsis, it could be, I mean, I do a lot of weird stuff. Hello, 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 and welcome to this sacred session. If you can't tell, I'm really excited <laughs> because we are going to be speaking with my girl, the goddess Asia Ophelia. You are in the zone where I've got you. We are celebrating African Goddess Initiation, my new book from Hay House. And this is the African Goddess Initiation Summerfest 2021, where we are speaking with incredible human beings about their evolution on this planet and how you can embody the divine feminine, your divine humanhood <laughs> and what you came to teach. And so I love goddess Aisha's uh, bio. Let me just read this to you. Cause you just, you have to hear this. And I mean, look at her, let's just have a second. Like, look at her, she's stunning, <laughs> but I want you to hear these words. Ophelia has built her purpose and life around her patchwork creativity and deep passion for people, plants, and potential. People, plants, and potential. What else do you need? She is amongst other things, a facilitator, coach, creator, curry lover. Um, as a Guyanese person, right. yes, curry right. lover, yes, spiritual provocateur and complicated woman. Amen a, amen, a woman for the complicated women. She is also the creator of the Girlfriend Manifesto, Diorama Films, and plans to release a documentary on synchronicity and love in 2022. I'm also working on the documentary. Talk right. about synchronicity. Welcome, Goddess Aisha. Thank you so much. I love it that instead of hot girl summer, we're going to do African goddess initiation summer. That feels so yummy. Thank you for having yes. me. <laughs> it is so funny. That's actually today on my Instagram, I posted hot goddess summer. So, <laughs> so I just read your official bio. Who is the woman behind those words? Hmm. That's a good question. I like that word patchwork. And if you kind of look around the, the back space of me, I feel like I'm, I'm me, but I'm little pieces of all the people that I've met. My mom and my dad are right here kind of kissing. Like if my house was on fire, that's the only thing I would take. Um, yeah, I think I'm just a patchwork of, of, of people and places and things that I love. It, I feel really lucky to be able to do what I'm doing now. It's kind of the life that I didn't even know that I wanted. And like, here I am being able to do it. So yeah, that's just, I guess that's just who I am. We'll find out more as we talk, I bet. <laughs> yes, I love the words. Um, you know, this isn't even the, the life that I knew I wanted. And I was wondering if those were your parents before we began. I love that you were sitting in a collage, you know, patchwork, but a collage, you know, artistic collage of everything that makes you, you. You're the creator of the Girlfriend Manifesto, and I thought that you were the perfect person to represent the Temple of Griots. The Temple of Griots in the book is all about your, your throat chakra, your voice center, owning your voice, and self-expression. You also, my beautiful goddess sister, are a, a community creator. 
you know, which is a big part of owning your voice. What does owning your voice, being a storyteller, all of those things mean to you? I suddenly got a memory and I want to sort of just preface this with, I always considered myself to be an introvert. Even before I knew what introversion was, I was just always very shy. And the way that I broke the ice is I would look around and I would try to find the person who looked as shy or shyer than me and I would go make friends. So that's kind of like how I warmed up my throat chakra. And I, I, I was getting this memory of myself walking down this high school um, that I used to go to and read to kids, which was, it was something that really changed my life, just sitting and reading to people. So, um, you know, my, my story has been that. It's been these little moments where I began to share as an introvert, began to share, began to share my story. And seven years ago is when I created the Girlfriend Manifesto. And since that time, you know, I just have continued to say yes and to show up and to tell my story and see how it's, um, it's kind of a universal story, even though it's mine, it's really created community around some of these bigger ideas of like creativity, ritual, coming home to ourselves, coming home to our bodies. So, you know, basically I just started talking even though it felt really really uncomfortable to do at the time and and honestly it's funny because there's a few people in my life who I looked at sort of as like templates for how this is done and you were one of them I'm like look at this beautiful black woman out in the world speaking her voice just so boldly I watched you talk to Wapele I watched you talk to like all these other people and then here I am now it's just wild <laughs> I love that you said that because you prefaced it by saying, you know, as an introvert, you found the other introvert in the room to talk to. And when you said that, I was like, that's what we're doing now. <laughs> I know, but look at it. It's like you can, you can shine even though you may um, get energy by being alone. You know, that's something that I've learned is that I can be situationally, you know, very much an extrovert. So it is nice to see, you know, sort of the spectrum of what that looks like, um, introversion. <laughs> It is, especially because as Black women, we're kind of pigeonholed and put into a box of what that must mean to other people. And so I'm really excited about all of us who are alive on the planet right now who are choosing to rewrite and own ourselves and say, you know, no, this is my narrative as the star of my story, as the subject of my life, not as the co-star of someone else's life or, you know, the witty whatever, or, you know what I mean? The sidekick character. Exactly. I have a post-it note that's on my bed that near my bed that says you were writing the script because I think at some point we all forgot and we cast our, we miscast ourselves. you know, we weren't like the leading lady or the leading man of our lives, you know, so that is such an important thing, like taking that, that position in your life. I want to just point out there's a red and green light that is sometimes coming on your forehead. It's not, it's not bothering me. I don't know if it's coming through your window or whatever it is, but I feel like it's, I have rainbow prisms everywhere. So as the sun changes, there may be occasionally a rainbow on my face. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. And so the Girlfriend Manifesto, you talked about creating it. You shared with me before we came on the conversation that your father also used the word griot to describe you before I did. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, not too long ago, because I'm sort of the keeper of all of our family photographs. My mom passed away about seven years ago, actually, mm. around the time that I created the Girlfriend Manifesto. And we'll have to talk about the number seven, because I've been looking into it. It's like biblically one of the most perfect numbers. But yeah, my dad, because I'm always, you know, 
bringing up stories, um, talking about my mom, it can be hard for some people to talk about it. So I'm the one that, you know, has kept the photos and tells the stories. And um, yeah, he said, you're the family griot. And I didn't know what that meant. And so I looked it up. And ever since then, it's just been coming back around, including today. It's just been little like reminders that I am here to tell stories and help people remember that myth is a really important thing. And we can, you know, we can heal by looking at our life sort of mythically. So I really resonate with the goddess that you've attributed me to. Yes, yes. Goddess Yasiki, who is the Dogon goddess of self-expression. But you've introduced, you've talked about your beautiful mommy. And so I, I want to know more about her. I feel like we've introduced her energy. We can't gloss over her. You know, tell us about your mommy. <laughs> like, look at this. Look at this. I, wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's in a book that I just happened to open right before this. So I kind of set up a little ancestor altar. And, you know, my mom was just an incredible person. And I think if we do pick our families that I really picked well, because they really instilled in me this, I grew up in the South. So I grew up with a lot of, you know, language that can be disempowering to a, to a woman of color. But my, my family never really, they always just instilled in me that I could do anything that I wanted. And my mom was just my biggest fan. She would talk about me everywhere. Like her dentist knew me. I'm like, oh, just stop, stop talking about me. And now I just like, I miss that sort of, we definitely have a connection that's alive and well, but I was thinking Abiola that this would be the phase of our lives where I think we could sit down and have a cup of tea and really talk to each other, you know, not minus the mother-daughter role, because that's always going to be there, but really just see who we are as people. So yeah, she's just an extremely special, creative, cool, irreverent person, and she's with me. So <laughs> she is absolutely with you. She's at, because I would use all of those words to describe you as well. <laughs> yeah, I would use all of those words to describe you. And so how do you create community with your voice, Goddess Asia? Thank you for sharing about your beautiful mom. Yeah, I think I think authentically sharing really has been the way that I've created the community that I have over the last seven years. Because at first I was talking to no one. I just knew that I needed to share. I'd really spent a good portion of my life observing, you know, going to a lot of courses, sitting in the front of the room, but being shy. And it just felt like my guides were like, okay, it's it's your it's your time. And so I started sharing to a really small community and it's grown and in this community, you know, you're in this community, it's really attracted all these people who I've admired and would love to just sit in a room and have dinner with and energetically we're all sort of like in this, in this thing. And so that's all I did is I just started to share really authentically. And, you know, I do have a flair for creativity. That was like the only good marks I got in class. Really, that was the only path that made sense to me, although I deviated from it for a little bit just to, you know, dabble in the corporate world. And I was like, oh, I can't do this. Like, you know, I'm a creative through and through, which kind of means like, I have structure, but there's a lot of just time to be still and let that spirit of creativity move through me. And so that's what I did. I authentically shared and I think I did it in a way that resonated with people. And so I've been able to have the type of conversations and create the kind of community and go to the type of events that I'd want to, you know, there's something I hear all the time. It's like, oh, but it's not out there. You know, the thing that I want to experience is not out there. And that's how I felt. So I just did something about it and created a community where I could talk about the, the things that I wanted to. 
I love that. I love that because a lot of people feel like that, especially, you know, they feel like after school, there's no way to make friends. You know, how do you find your people? How do you find your tribe? If someone is watching this and they feel, you know, restricted in their voice or, or they feel like they're hiding, you know, so many people are hiding in, in their own lives. They feel like they're hiding. They're not showing up for themselves. They're scared to put themselves out there. What do you, what's your advice? Well, I think having have a creative outlet, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to start an event. That may be too big of a leap, but something that I've been remembering as a creative is like, I can make things that don't have to be consumed by anybody. I can write a really erotic poem that really gets me, you know? I can, I've been, I've been uh, recording rap songs recently that I just crack me up. I'm like, oh, I just made my first single, you know? I've just really been remembering the things that I loved to do as a kid and really giving myself that permission and then I think from there, it just sort of snowballs. You know, you may start just like, okay, I really want to cook something. And then, you know, suddenly you have this cooking club and there's people that are at it that you, that, you know, that are your people, you know? So I think it's just following those creative impulses to start to create. It's wonderful that you said, you know, creating sometimes just for the sake of it, the pleasure, the creativity, you know, that because we live in a world where everything feels like it must be for consum consumption, you know, like people, if you have a hobby, well, how can you monetize that? And, you know, people are always talking about, you know, the relationship with the other. And so having, building your relationship with yourself, honoring your own creativity, honoring your voice is such an important part of your journey and embodying the goddess. So that being said, is there a rap lyric that we can hear from MC Asia? Like I would, oh you know. Word. You're gonna super put me on the spot. The thing, of, okay, so the thing about it is like, I've tried to sit in my studio, my little makeshift, you know, I have microphones everywhere because something about me like comes to life if there's like a micro, like I'm equally scared and turned on by a microphone. So I think that's a, a good mix. Um, but I really w work well with people. Like I really always love Kirk Franklin because he was just like kind of like a hype man. Like he was there yes. to put all the <laughs> together. So I feel like I'm like this spiritual Kirk Franklin and I'll just invite people over, we'll eat dinner. And the the, the single that I have actually is with a, a dear, dear person in my life. So I work better like that. So if you want to freestyle with me, maybe we can do something. <laughs> I was in, I started out in a rap group named Females Beyond Control, FBC, <laughs> from Queens, New York. What? Like, let's do it. <laughs> All right. My well, first name was Simples. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I did not know that about you. That's a really fun fact. That's a really Yes, yes. I started in a rap group. So maybe on another, on another day, we'll get together and like freestyle together. I don't know how to beatbox but maybe I can figure out a way to beatbox and do some some crystal bowls. I love you know, it. Some sound, some crystal sound healing and beatboxing and we'll create our own new thing. How fun would that be? And actually, because I've been talking about this for so long, and this is kind of a, a spoiler, but I, I'm, I'm working with someone. I've always wanted to do a mantra album. I've always wanted to, you know, I can hold a note. I've been in choir, but I never was like, you know, I'm not the next Mariah Carey, but I do have something to say. And so just because of me talking about this so much there there might be a project in the works so let's okay. i'm excited about that i'm excited what, wait what does your cup say ask me about ask me about my aura yes that's what we're doing <laughs> well i feel like you know we cannot end this conversation without 
talking about your environment. You are a natural artist. The way that you you present yourself is as an artist. Like, you know, you are your greatest creation. And so what is, and I'm going to put, I'm putting you on the spot here to ask you an artistic ritual that someone could do to be able to own their voice, um, looking at your your environment and the way that you're 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 painting with life, you know, using life as your medium. What is a mini ritual that someone could do to be able to own their voice, step deeper into their power, uh, and and eventually then come on home to the girlfriend manifesto? <laughs> I love it. I thought of so many things just in that little period, but I think when I think about sort of like freeing my throat chakra or like freeing something that's in me, I think about my great love, which is writing. I mean, I write on envelopes. I write on post-it notes. I write on things I'm not supposed to. And I, exactly, I come back and find it later. And it really has given a voice to the voiceless parts of me. Even if I Sometimes I'll find a piece of paper where I wrote something and I'm like, whoa, I was really in that. And all I did was write it down and I haven't thought about it since. Somehow I moved through it because I let it out of me. So I think whatever that whatever that process of catharsis is for you, creative catharsis, it could be, I mean, I do a lot of weird stuff and I think it, it just makes me a more flexible person in life. And so, you know, one of my tools is the pen and paper. Another one of my tools is to remember that I have this body. And sometimes when I'm in my head, like my friend asked me, how, how are you doing? And I was thinking about it. And then something told me just start twirling. And I started twirling and my truth came spilling out. And it was different than what my mind was telling me. Mm -hmm. So that's been, you know, besides all of the creative, um, things that are around me, the, the thing that I'm the most enamored by is the creativity that lives sort of in the body and how I can remember it if I'm in certain shapes. If I'm dancing, I don't remember my old story, especially if I'm dancing to the point where I'm sweating, you know, I'm, I'm not like in my old story about anything. So, you know, I think that that is a really powerful way to um, tune into your truth and be able to liberate it, you know? I love that. I love that. And I, and I wish that I would have set this up so that we could get up and twirl. Maybe, you know, maybe in the, I'll figure out a way, maybe we can, we can do that together. I think that that would be really, really fun. Yeah. Yeah. That would be really, really fun. I have enjoyed this conversation so much, my sister. <laughs> looks so beautiful. Congratulations on the book. I mean, just reading the teaser, I was like, I felt so invited. I think that's what you're so good at. I felt so invited into like this deeper presence of my ancestors, goddesses, myself. Anyway, just congratulations. It's a beautiful book. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for taking the time to write such a supportive endorsement. I appreciate you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> So I look forward to twirling with you, sis. Let folks know where they can find you and how they can go deeper. Sure. Um, all, all roads lead home. If you go to the Girlfriend Manifesto, it's going to take you to Asia Ophelia, which is my name. Um, I'm the Girlfriend Manifesto. Actually, I'm Asia Ophelia on Instagram. I forgot that I changed it. I'm Asia Ophelia on Instagram, but I also created the Girlfriend Manifesto. So you can find me at either of those places. Okay, my sister, you are a bright light on this planet. Thank you so much. The, the ancestors are definitely well-pleased and we're here with us in this conversation today. Deep bow to you, sis. Thank you. Talk to you soon. <laughs> Thank you. Bye-bye.